spoiler-free and spoiler-filled ways a film created by those wonderful sexy people at Marvel Studios um, this is the first time ever in history that they have released three films in the same year mm-hmm. are they spoiling us mm, absolutely and so far uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was very well received, maybe slightly less than the first one, but it's generally the way with these things. Um, Spider-Man Homecoming, knocked out of the park. Super fun, super enjoyable. Will Thor Ragnarok complete the trifecta? I'm joined, uh, uh, of course, by Tiffany B. Hi. Hi. The uh, Well, I would say the Jane Foster to my, uh, to my Thor... But, but she gone. she didn't really uh, feature too much in it, did she? Um, but we'll get on to that. Ooh. Uh, Tiffany, what's what's this what's this film about? It's about oh, was it about? Yeah. Gosh. Um, in a spoiler-free way as possible. What is it about? I couldn't tell you. No. <laughs> um, it's about um, Thor. He is, so he starts out being captured. He's looking for one of the stone things, isn't he? Yeah. So on he's, that mission. Yeah, he's he's kind of spent the since Age of Ultron, which is the last time we saw him canonically in uh, Marvel Studios. He spent yeah the last couple of years hunting around for these Infinity Stones. Oh, that's it. Yeah. So he's there, and then that monster, whatever it is, Searcher. Yes, tells him that Asgard. Well, mm. he tells him that Odin's not in Asgard anymore, yeah. and that Asgard is going to be burnt to the ground. Kind yeah, of like a prophecy of Ragnarok is coming. Ragnarok, Ragnarok meaning the yeah the kind of the climactic battle it's taken directly from Norse mythology, um, the climactic battle where the world will end essentially. Yes. Um, which leads him to try and go back to Asgard. Yeah. Right? Well, he meets up with Loki. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff. So last... Yeah, so when, then, when last we left them, um, Loki was dead. Oh, yeah. But now he's um, And Thor went back to Earth to protect Earth. Um, and Odin was left on the throne. But then, shock horror... Uh, Odin is revealed to actually be Loki, posing yes. as Odin. And so, so, yeah, back on Asgard, right? Yeah. So they go back, and he goes back, rather, and Loki's there. And then 
I'm not sure what happens. They're looking for... <laughs> where do they go? Why do they leave again? Um, well, they go... Basically, they go back to Earth because that's where Loki left Odin. Oh, they're looking for Odin. They're looking for Odin and then that reveals Hela. Yes. Kate Blanchett, the main bad guy for this film. And then, of course, chaos ensues. Oh, yes. That thing. As soon as she shows up with her dark eye makeup and skin tight cat suit, um, it hits the fan. You know, there's shit all over the place. It's about to go down. Yeah. Um, what's your producer's pitch for this? I found this hard. It's often trickier, I think, with sequels because you just yeah. want to say, well, it's like the first one. Yeah. Um, I didn't say that, but... Well done. I said something not too far off of that, really. Um, I said it was like Guardians of the Galaxy. Sure. Meets Gladiator. <laughs> Did you write that same thing? Exactly the same. Wow. Exactly the same. Aren't we just adorable? Okay, so there you go. Yeah, so... Okay, so you agree with me then? I do, wholeheartedly. Um, because of the colours and the humour, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And then Gladiator, well, because partly there's a Gladiator part in it. Yeah. But also there's that kind of a bit more serious kind of quest, Gladiator type quest. Yeah. Like single, not single, like lone kind of man on a quest. And these things are kind of like preventing him from doing what he needs to do. Yeah. Well, he's not lone in the end, but it's obviously yeah. primarily about him. Yeah. Um, why did you pick those? Uh, yeah, much the same reason. I, th- I think this is a film that definitely goes, you know, if if you are, as a lot of people are, I think, well, not a huge amount of people because this is still doing gangbusters in the cinemas, um, but suffering from a little bit of superhero fatigue, a little bit of Marvel fatigue. They feel like they've seen it all before. And I think Marvel does a genuinely does a good job at trying to keep things fresh and change things up. Obviously, there's certain things that they can't avoid mm. doing because it's you know it's a superhero film but um yeah this is very much on the the guardians of the galaxy scale where it's looking to make you laugh first yeah like that's its first instinct yeah and it sets it's kind of lays its cards out very quickly at the beginning with that surta scene yeah and there's yeah. lots of bits that it's like any drama to, like when he's essentially saying the world is going to come to an end and all of your friends and family are going to die. Yeah. And yet it's, it cuts out any drama from that yeah. whatsoever with his kind of hijinks and chicanery. Um, uh, yeah, so it's definitely on that kind of Guardians feel. And yeah, it's, in terms of the design of it, I really like the kind of, the fact that in this and Guardians, the, the kind of, the sense of... The cosmic Marvel yeah. is all a bit kind of retro-y and a bit kitsch yeah. and a bit whatever. I love that. Yeah. And I think it's going to be very interesting to see what happens in Infinity War because that, by its very nature, is going to be a much darker, much yeah, kind of serious. more serious thing. Yeah. But then are they going to keep the design elements of that? It's, it's going to be, yeah, kind of an interesting mix. But anyway, um, yeah, so it's definitely on that Guardians of the Galaxy thing. And then, yeah, a large part of the, the film um is as we saw in the trailers the uh you know thor getting captured and being turned into a gladiator and then it's a classic yeah, yeah kind of gladiator having to overthrow the system and yeah. win back his freedom and stuff um which is all very fun 
Yeah. Yeah. Would First you... time we've agreed entirely. I know. Interesting. It's, it's pretty special. I feel like we should kiss on the mouth. No. Okay. Um, so would you recommend this to a friend? Uh, yes, I would. Yes. Would you? 100%. I'm a little shocked and disappointed that it took you so long and it sounded so like, yeah, yeah, it's all right. It's like, surely this well, you is... you can be shocked and disappointed as much as you like, but it doesn't change <laughs> what I think. Let me be clear about that. I just feel like this is as as much as any kind of... Depends on the friend, as ever, with that question, which is why I hesitated. Okay. But then I said yes, so you should be pleased. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. I Yeah, I, I think this is a, a, a phenomenally accessible film. Um, you know, certain parts of it will be confusing if you haven't seen any Thor films before. Mm. But in general, I think it sets its stall out very well. Yeah. Um, it just tells a fun story. And, like, the story is, yeah, as I say, secondary to the kind of the laughs and the spectacle. Yeah, that's true. Um, which is great. It ends up being like a kind of, you know, almost like a kind of road movie, a buddy movie um, of, you know, Thor and, and various other characters interacting and yeah. getting into japes and stuff. So, yeah, I, I think it's great. 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 Nice. Good. Um, so that was our spoiler-free review of Thor Ragnarok. Um, it is a film that has uh, currently, uh, as of yesterday, made $121 million in the United States and Canada, where it's only came, it's only been out for a few days. It's only been out since Thursday, recording this on Sunday. Um, it's been out for like a week, a couple of weeks elsewhere, which is oh, a shame. It? This is the first time that I've really felt the pang of uh, the, the, you know, being on the other side of the advantage that we used to have living in the UK, See the UK films getting first. films first, but uh, yeah. Um, and yeah, outside of the United States and Canada, it's made $306 million so far for a total worldwide gross of $427 million. Uh, and How I much imagine did it cost them to make it, do you know? 180 apparently. Wow. So that's a healthy profit already. And I think that's, that's only going to continue to... Well, first US weekend. But yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, and I think that's only going to go up because it's got it's getting amazing reviews, and I think it will kind of entice even non big kind of first weekend people to go and see it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, if you have seen the film, uh, <laughs> you know you know exactly what we're talking about. You can stick with us uh, after the jingle, after the spoiler warning jingle. Uh, we will get into uh, the nitty. And indeed the gritty um, of Thor Ragnarok. If you haven't seen the film, cut it off now. Go and see the film uh, and then come back and uh, join us after the amazing singing. We're just about to spoil this film. So I'm telling you it won't be groovy. If you listen any further without watching the movie. It's spoilers! Wasn't that amazing singing? It was fantastic. Oh, so good. It's like Jennifer Hudson, if she were a man and not great Couldn't at singing. Sing. Yeah. Um, so, as promised, uh, this is the spoiler-filled section of Thor Ragnarok. If you care about spoilers, just go away. Just press pause or stop or throw your computer away or your iPod or wherever you're listening to this. Just get rid of it. Um, until you've seen Thor Ragnarok and then 
get it back. Uh, we'll be analysing this film as ever with our patented five-point rating system. It's a flicks trademark at this stage. People would be furious if we didn't use it. Um, Tiffany B. Yo. Give us a point, will ya? Give us a little point, will ya, to a little poor man? Um, okay. I will go with uh, the visuals and the colours. Visuals and colours. Um, I thought this kind of, yeah, decide, like took a very kind of similar to Guardians of the Galaxy approach. Yeah. And it was very kind of psychedelic and bright. And yeah. you kind of mentioned this briefly, but yeah. Very colourful, very imaginative, yeah. and very interesting. Yeah. Um, and it's almost just like the colour palette has kind of been dialed up a bit. Yeah. Compared to some of the other films, which, um, yeah, are a little bit more subdued, a little bit more dark, and, yeah. you know, reds and blues and blacks. Whereas this is very much more like all the spectrum of yeah. colors and th- and that like allows as with guardians of the galaxy for a bit more imagination with costume design um and set design yeah etc um which i think is really nice um for a film like this it, it's nice and i think it kind of goes hand in hand with some of the like music choices and stuff uh-huh. it's a bit more kind of crazy a bit more rocky and a bit more rambunctious. Yeah. Um, which, which goes with the mood of the film and themes. And I think makes it very kind of enjoyable. Yeah. I liked also that they kind of changed Thor's look as well. Yeah. Like kind of adapted him to the film. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I thought that was good. Yeah. I, I, yeah, it is a, a very strong contrast, especially, I mean, kind of with Age of Ultron, but especially with the last Thor film, The Dark World, yeah. as the title suggested, was very much more of a kind of a drab. Yeah. You know, great. whereas the first one was more of a like Shakespearean thing yeah. with all the grandeur of Asgard. The second one was more your kind of Game of Thrones of kind of, you know, everything's a bit dirty and a bit muddy. Um, whereas this, it's just everything's day glow. And yeah. <laughs> like a pack of highlighters exploded everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, which does fit in well with the with the Guardians of the Galaxy thing of like space is just more colourful and fun. Yeah. Which I'm more than happy to go along with. Um, yeah, this was one of my points as well. I think it's difficult yeah. to, to kind of go to a film like this and, and not be kind of a little bit bowled away by, by the visuals. Um, uh yeah, I, I thought there were certain images within the film that were really nicely done and, yeah, a little bit more, a little bit bigger, a little bit more bold than yeah. um, we, we might have seen in other films. Um, just the general design of Sakaar, um, looking very kind of retro-futuristic-y kind yeah. of... Um, and and the, having the big faces on the Grandmaster's tower yeah. and the Grandmaster himself and the kind of hologram thing that comes up yeah. is all really fun. Um, I really liked uh, Thor's, like, as kind of Raiden from Mortal Kombat with his kind of glowing eyes oh, and his yeah, lightning that's powers. True, yeah. Really cool. Yeah. Um, and that, an incredible visual. And one that they had in the trailer, but obviously in the trailer... 
two eyes. Mm. Didn't want to spoil that he uh, has one eye whipped out of him. Um, Hella's headdress. Yes. Uh, was incredible. Yeah. Um, arguably used too much. I think we discussed this. Yeah, I think it would have I been more so. impressive and more of an impact if it had just been for the final fight. Yeah, Maybe. I liked her look as well. Yeah. Like she had a very good look. Yeah. And then I liked, I did like the helmet or hat yeah. or whatever it is. But yeah, I feel like it was a little bit too, yeah, every five minutes. I was like, just yeah. leave it on then. Yeah. Like the whole time. Yeah. If you're going to, yeah, just kind of wiping it forward. Oh, I've got hair and then wiping it back. And oh, I've got this helmet on. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was really good. I thought Surtur, Surtur, Surtur. Wait, who's that? The fire demon guy. Oh, yeah. So that was a really cool look with the kind of the helmet with the yeah. thing. Um, Valkyrie's costume. Yeah. I like that it was kind of, it started off being like, you know, she's just like a scavenger and like yeah. found together. But then he brings the more classic Valkyrie costume and she like looks yeah. a lot more grand and a lot more yeah. whatever. Um yeah, so I thought overall it was it was fantastic. The one point that was the most oh, and that there there was one shot where at the beginning when Thor is flying away from the dragon, and it kind of cuts back and you oh. can see the size of Thor and the size of the dragon. That was there were a few moments like that, and when Thor then jumps down in the final battle as the immigrant song kicks in, yeah, and he's like it's all super slow motion. That looked amazing, and then the whole memory sequence that Loki infects Valkyrie with of when Hela oh, slayed yeah. the Valkyrie. Kind of, yeah. Just like, it was just an oil painting. Yeah. It was gorgeous. Yeah. Amazing, amazing visuals. Um, so yeah, for, and especially for, for a director who had not done anything like this in the past, I think it's very impressive. Yeah, definitely. Really impressive to be constructing yeah. those kind of visuals. Yeah. Um, I was saying that I spoke to, uh, good friend Aaron about this yesterday and I was saying that I, I feel like it's it's why maybe Marvel goes for slightly more interesting choices with their directors yeah um, in part because you know they can mould them a little bit more I think but I feel like it's easier to teach well as as they seem to be demonstrating it's easier to teach a kind of more comedic director or a more kind of character-based director how to do the big action things yeah than it is to take a big action director and teach him how to do the character thing yeah the more kind of nuanced yeah and yeah. I, you, you, I got the sense of this with a lot of the action that he was really looking at for those little moments in between the fighting yeah the little conversations the little snippets of character yeah. stuff in between and i think that's yeah indicative of, of a director who's used to working with smaller yeah kind of films yeah. Um, I don't know how I got onto that, but um, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I don't know either. I lost, don't know either. That, lost that I kind trail. Of whipped straight through that. But the visuals, the visuals, visuals yeah, was one of my points as well. So, cool. um, would you like to go for your second point? Sure. I'm sure that you will also have this. Um, it was another positive, and it is the humour. The humour. Um, that I thought it was prevalent throughout mm -hmm. um yeah and actually like surprisingly funny yeah for thor because i don't feel like thor was that funny they'd have a few no. little moments yeah but mostly like you say the first one was very shakespearean and 
and not very I mean it was funny because of that it yeah. had a, some humour it was the kind of fish out of water humour yeah. of him walking into the pet's shop and yeah. asking for something to ride yeah and like throwing his drink down yeah. and all that kind of stuff yeah but um, yeah I thought this was very funny it had some very <laughs> funny bits in it and actually I thought Chris Hemsworth was really funny yeah and did a really good job of some like things that could have been a bit cringy I think had they not been delivered yeah. right like some of the kind of him being a little bit um you know clumsy and yeah. things like that you know not knowing where to rest his arm when he comes yeah. in and that kind of thing like yeah. he has to be delivered well that yeah. kind of stuff it doesn't just do itself to like, push it too far to make him an idiot exactly yeah, yeah. um yeah so I think he he was very funny. Yeah, I think that uh, the director, the character that he was, was very funny as well. Oh, yeah, Korg. Yeah, he was very funny. Just, just such a funny kind of glibness yeah. about him and earnestness Yeah. that was very easy to watch. And in the face of being in a terrible situation, yeah. you know, he's a slave essentially forced to fight. Yeah. And yet he's just so kind of... Yeah. constantly optimistic and positive about yeah. things that you yeah. can't fail but yeah <laughs> is, yeah i tried to uh start a revolution but i didn't print enough pamphlets yeah so uh it was only my uh my mother and her boyfriend who showed up and i hate him i don't <laughs> like him at all uh yeah just, really funny and and they didn't they could have used him too much yeah but they just used him very sparingly to the point that he just yeah kind of stole every scene that yeah. he was in i think that bit at the end where he's like, the what is it? He's carrying around Mike or something. Uh, Meek. Meek. And he's like, oh, no, he's dead. I've just been <laughs> carrying around. I felt so bad. I, I stepped on him on the bridge and I felt so bad about it. I've just been carrying him around. Oh, no, he's alive, guys. He's alive. Sorry, I forgot the question. <laughs> yeah, just very funny. Like, yeah, really, really funny bits. Um of it, yeah, I really liked the bit with, uh, I think I mentioned to you, with Loki and him, uh, and Thor, sorry, and they're in the the lift, and they say, we're doing get help. Yeah. And he's like, no, I don't want to do, do get, get help. help. And don't then they, do it. they do it, and it's really funny, because I thought that was really good at, like, showing a shared yeah. history, like yeah. a sibling thing, because if you hear siblings talk, there's always a shared kind of understanding of something from their childhood. There's references that you that just you're like, yeah. what? It's and not then, from a TV show. It's just from something that they've done for 20 exactly. years. Exactly. Yeah. And I like that, that they let you kind of for a moment, I mean, it's completely momentarily, think, huh? And then obviously yeah. figure out what it is. Because it's nice because, you know, people that know each other don't talk to each other with context. No. Um, you know, you have a shared level of understanding. Yeah. And so I think when you do that in a film, it shows, like, yeah. these are characters that have a history together. Yeah. They have a shared, you know, knowledge base, context, yeah. past, jokes, etc. Um, so, yeah, those kind of things I really liked. Yeah. It was, um, yeah, like I say, it was definitely a, uh, a film that went for the humour first. Yeah. Like, that was, yeah. right, first things first, how it can we make this funny? funny? Yeah. Um, and I think it did a great job. Yeah, the the the, the I, I said it was the tone, the um, tone, the yes. humor that they used, the tone. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, as as I said, the the first scene with Serta, 
they kind of lay their cards very clearly yeah. on the table with like, like the kind of spinning round thing and he can't yeah. see it and that's very funny him talking to the skeleton and obviously kind of going a bit mad yeah and kind of underplaying the seriousness of everything yeah that's just like screaming at you like this is the kind of film that you come yeah. and see it's, it's not just, yeah it's not captain america winter soldier this no. is like this is very light this is very fun yeah and there are stakes, but they will be underplayed for yeah. the most part. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if we're, if we're talking about humorous characters stealing scenes. Uh-oh. I wonder who you're going to mention. <laughs> JG, baby. Jeff Goldblum playing the Goldblumiest character. that they Like, they didn't even give him a character. No. It was just, well, here are the lines. It's just, if, what if Jeff Goldblum was... A dictator. Yeah. What kind of character would that end up being? And it would end up being that character. Just enormously affable, even when he's melting his cousin. Yeah. <laughs> with the melt stick. Yeah. Um, and then just going off and playing synthesizer in a band. <laughs> what the fuck is that from? Um, yeah. Yeah. He was amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And just like carrying his hand, doing his little touching hand gestures and, and touching. Yeah. And I just. You love him, don't you? I love him to pieces. I love him with a with a with a burning passion. I know. Um, yeah, I thought he was amazing. Yeah, I thought Korg was was fantastic when uh, Thor was talking to the kind of hologram of Loki or the projection of Loki, and he's throwing the things through him. Oh yeah. And then Loki disappears. Then a second goes by, and Korg runs in, kicks where he was. Yeah, go away, ghost. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, yeah, I thought that was funny. Yeah, I th- the the sibling rivalry between um, Thor and Loki was played for a lot of laughs. Yeah. Then again, the payoff to to that throwing the things through him. Yeah. Of was hitting him in the head with the thing once he's been captured by Valkyrie. Her entrance, where she's like the cool badass, hard drinking chick. Oh yeah. And then she falls, falls off, off the thing. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, just a a lot of uh, scourge at the beginning showing off his little collection of things that he's found since taking over oh, as the yeah. Bifrost protector, like a little moped and he's got his guns and stuff. Um, yeah, I just thought it was really funny. Mm. And really nice to see Anthony Hopkins doing something fun as well when he's being Loki, being oh, Odin. yeah, And yeah. he's being all kind of... Over the top. Uh, hedonistic, yeah. eating his grapes and capping at the play and stuff. Um, and the play itself was funny as well yeah yeah it was yeah it was it was a it was a comedy with bits of action in it as opposed yeah. to anything else yeah and i thought that's that true. worked nicely yes i agree mm. so we've both both got two for two on the producer's pitch and so far two for two on our points i know you won't have my next one. Oh really yes why don't you uh lay it on me then sister because it's a negative oh and it is why can't i baby damn <laughs> Um, and it is that I thought there were um, a lot of people in this that okay. were underutilised. Okay. So I thought, like, Jeff Goldblum being one. Sure, um, yeah. Idris Elba being another. Yeah. Um, Kate Blanchett even being yeah. another. Um, like, there were a lot of really good supporting actors. Anthony Hopkins even. Yeah. Like, there... And I feel like it was, it was kind of just a shame. I mean, I suppose it's a a good sign in some senses that you're left wanting more. But for me, it was like, 
it was just a bit of a shame. Because yeah. I was like, oh, you don't... Because Kate Blanchett, I thought, was really good. Yeah. And I would have liked to see more of her and... I would have liked there to be a bit more of a relationship building yeah. there with her and her brothers, yeah. you know, because essentially she didn't have to be their sister. There no. was nothing really in the storyline that, yeah, that added to that or made it more interesting yeah. of a villain. She was ultimately just a villain that wanted to de- destroy Asgard and that's yeah. it. And her sister, you know, relationship yes. to... Thor and Loki was irrelevant. And so I think that was a bit of a shame and a bit of a missed opportunity. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, Jeff Goldblum was also a bit of a missed opportunity because there was so much other things going on um, that, yeah, he just was a bit underutilised, I think. Yeah. He was very funny. Yeah. But it was a bit of a blip. Yeah. Um. So, and I feel like they gave him the post-credits thing because they were like, oh, sorry, Jeff. You haven't really done We've got you all the way here yeah. and you've only done two scenes. Yeah. Like, have another one. Yeah. Like, just have another one. Yeah. Um, what should I say? Just whatever you want. Just be yourself. <laughs> Don't know. Jeff, mate, just... What would Jeff do? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I feel like it was a bit... What would Goldblum do? Yeah. I need, I need that on a T-shirt. Um... Yeah, so, I don't know, I feel like maybe it tried to do too much. Okay. Like, having Idris Elba come back mm-hmm. seemed a little bit superfluous. Yeah. Um, yeah, like we mentioned, the scenes with Auntie Hopkins were a little bit rushed. Yeah. Um, you know, he dies, and we're all just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, so there were a few bits that I felt like that was a bit of a shame. Mm. Bit of a shame, Matt. Oh, that's a shame, isn't it? That's a shame. Goodness. Shame. Goodness. Um, And then I've actually changed a point mid thingy. But anyway. Oh, my God. um, I split this out, but I'm going to combine it. Um, uh, The Doctor Strange bit. I didn't like that. Okay. And I'm more annoyed about it because (laughs) I felt like there were a lot of other parts that were rushed. Yeah. And so you think... This is entirely not necessary mm. to the film yeah. and to the story. And it's just, it felt a little bit like heavy-handed mm. way of being like, they're all connected, look, Doctor Strange is there. Yeah. And he knows Thor now. Yeah. Like, you know, and I just feel a little bit like, no, I'm not here to see how all the worlds connect together. Yeah. I'm here to watch this film. Yeah. And so don't, divert my attention with a Mr. Strange, Doctor Strange thing. Yeah. Because he's got nothing to do with it. This is true. That's like saying, oh, I just met this guy. All he does is say, this is where Odin is. Yeah. And you think, well, there's a better way for him to have found that. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, it was funny. So is that a separate point? It was a separate point. It's now one. Because I feel like it's pretty much the same point. Okay. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, it's a, a poor, poor use of the talent involved. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yes, that is my point. Wow. Do you have the same point? Uh, let me just consult my uh, list. No, no, actually, I don't. I don't have What is your same next point, point then, my, my friend? My next point, my friend, is one word, four letters. 
Fuck no. Oh. Um, Hulk. 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 Hulk gets a positive. Oh. Hulk. Tell me about this point. Um. So, uh, Marvel will never make a standalone Hulk film. Another standalone Hulk film. How do you know? Because that? of there's like weird rights issues oh. with Universal. Okay. They got. I don't know how they got away with one, but I think that's the problem. Like they they can't do it again. Okay. Or they'll have to give them a load of money or something. I don't know. Um, and, but they don't need to because the story of the Hulk is just playing out wonderfully, I think, in the background of other films. Yeah. I think it's great. And I think Mark Ruffalo is such a likeable Yeah, he's performer very funny as well. And has created such a likeable Bruce Banner that every, everybody else is... And it's not even superpowers, because Tony Stark doesn't have superpowers. But he's perfectly at home in yeah. the middle of all this shit. Yeah. Bruce Banner is the audience yeah. in the middle of all of this going, what is going on? Yeah. This is, I'm not part of the, I'm not, who yeah. am I? I'm a clever guy, but I shouldn't be doing this. Like, like in this film, he's like, Thor, man, I think I'm starting to freak out, man. <laughs> this is not going well. Um, I think having a little bit with, uh, yeah, with Ruffalo was great. Mm. I think, yeah, he's just impossibly charming in the role. Yeah. Um, but I think that what they did with Hulk as Hulk was incredible, not just from a graphics point of view, yeah. although that is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. As I said to you when we left, like it's like each time you see the Hulk, you're like, oh, this is the perfect Hulk. Yeah. But then they just find other ways to refine it and just make it even more. Like he just looks like Mark Ruffalo in this. Yeah. But not, but still the Hulk. I don't know how they do it, but it's very, very clever. Um, the development of saying, of having the the, the time as just the Hulk. Because Aaron made a very good point of saying, so Loki arrived on the planet, like, what, 30 seconds before Thor did? Yeah. And yet he, and yet that time was like three weeks or something, or enough time for him to ingratiate himself into the Grandmaster's inner circle. Um, and so if the Hulk landed on that planet two years ago, from our point of view, he's potentially been on there for like decades. Yeah. Um, which has given him the time to kind of develop. He's got a bit more of a vocabulary now. He can speak a little bit more. Um, and at first I wasn't, I, I was like, ah, but he should be changing back to Banner because he's not angry anymore. Yeah. But he is. He's still angry all the time and he's still kind of irascible and yeah. like... Uh, and but this is arguably the perfect situation for Hulk because he just has an endless procession of people to beat up, up yeah, to smash. Um, and so I think yeah, that worked really well. His kind of um, the classic Hulk, uh, I don't know, like paranoia, I mm. suppose, or kind of not self-loathing, but like the feeling that everybody hates him. Yeah, I think was really nice. That yeah. is like a surprisingly emotional beat. Yeah. In the middle of this ridiculousness between a you know a thunder god and this big CGI green monster, and you're like, oh my god, I really feel bad for him. That's that's yeah. a shame. Um, so that was a nice little wrinkle. Um, yeah, and then uh, him coming back at the end was great. You could, there was the little bit of, uh, I think, forcedness where he was like, well, if I transform back, I will never turn. Be Bruce Banner again, 
You're like, where have you got that from? That feels like it was pulled out of your ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, he kind of said, oh, I feel like it's, you know, it's taken me two years or however long to get back. Yeah. And so now I'm worried I'll never. And I, yeah, I thought that was maybe, it was was nice because it added a little bit of extra drama of like, would he want to, because the Avengers set it up as like, well, he's, he's in control of it. Yeah. So he can just change whenever he wants. Whereas this kind of added back that thing of like, oh, do I want to transform? Because I might not be able to transform back. Yeah. Um, I by no means think that we've seen the last of Bruce Banner. No. I think he'll no. be cropping up all over the place. Yeah. Even though it very much looked like he died in this film when he jumped out of the spaceship onto the Bifrost and didn't transform. Oh, yeah. In the big kind of climactic, like, this is who I, this is why you know who I am. Yeah. <laughs> it just falls. And he looked dead. Yeah. Looked fully dead. But then the wolf gets pulled back and that was a great moment. Um, and, the, <laughs> and the really funny bit, which is perfect Hulk as well. It's like really playing into his character of at the end when they're like, oh, so this is perfect. Everything's worked out. We just need to let Surtur continue to destroy everything and make sure he's oh, unimpeded yeah. and Hulk just jumps in, starts beating him up. He's like, no, Hulk, you're not allowed to do that. He's like, but it's a big monster. <laughs> oh, so good. Um, yeah, but I, yeah, so I think the Hulk was great in this. Yeah. I thought it, it developed it, like seeing Natasha yeah. is what took him out of it. I thought that's really sweet because that kind of, brings that back a little bit um then him becoming yeah becoming banner having to dress up as tony stark get a couple of little jibes in about that that was funny um and then yeah him starting to freak out and thor assuring him that he doesn't need to think about hulk anymore and then they have to walk through that hulk festival and he gets the green powder in his face um yeah i thought that it's it's a difficult situation that they're in i think not being able to do a, a hulk film on his own yeah but yeah it from the way that they're handling him, I feel like they don't need to. He can just... He he, he almost exists. He works better yeah, as a side, side character, character than a kind of, yeah. let's delve into this. Who are you and why yeah. are you the way that you are? Um, yeah, so I thought they handled him perfectly. Con- especially considering, you know, when you read about it on the internet, he originally wasn't supposed to be in it at all. Mm. It was just supposed to be Thor on the planet as a gladiator. Like doing the, from the comics, the Planet Hulk storyline, yeah. whereby certain heroes from earth essentially exile the hulk fire him off in a rocket into space to you know protect the earth because he's getting too dangerous and then he crash lands on this gladiator planet and he has to you know he does the gladiator thing um yeah they were just going to do that with thor but then they added in the hulk and i think that yeah improved it cool hashtag love hulk Team Hulk. Team Hulk, baby. Um, Team Banner, baby. Okay, I have another one. What else, um, you, what else you got? Uh, is this seems like it's an overlap with the previous point, but I think it's not. I really didn't like the Doctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, I think. I think humour isn't... I think it overlaps with humour. But I do think it's distinct still. And I think it is... The point is that I think it doesn't take itself too seriously. And humour goes along with that. Okay. But I do still think it's different. Explain to me how. Um, Because I think uh, when you look at a character like Hela... Yeah. Like, she 
takes herself quite seriously. Yeah. But you know that the film doesn't take her too seriously. Yeah. She doesn't really crack jokes. She's not funny. Yeah. But she's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. And not in a way that is like, I'm going to destroy the world. You know, like seriously. Yeah. It's a lot more kind of pantomime Yeah. It's a lot like ha- more hammy. And mm. it goes very well with that kind of character because it's so ridiculous. Yeah. And it is, you know, there's some level of... Um, uh, lethargy that you get as a viewer yeah. after 25 times of hearing someone say they're going to destroy the world or yeah. whatever that you know that having people that don't take that the role too seriously there's themselves too seriously um it just it yeah it's better and i feel like um the valkyrie girl did that as well yeah she was just very kind of undercutting things and again it wasn't necessarily funny all the time yeah but it wasn't serious yeah so i feel like you know sometimes films and and maybe i mentioned this before of like the anthony hopkins like him dying and no one took much notice but maybe that's a good thing because this isn't the film for that yeah this isn't the film where it's like oh my god Mm. like you know uh, i i don't know um yeah, so I think I think the fact that the the filmmakers didn't take themselves very seriously yeah. or the material that seriously allowed humor to really creep in mm. a lot. So they are somewhat partnered, but I don't think that they're always linked. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I think it's important, and I think the visuals f- played into that as well, mm. and the music, yeah. and the little kind of set pieces that were quite funny and weird, yeah. um, and the character, the types of characters they invited in and created, all fed into that kind of, um, yeah, this isn't serious, yeah, like, you know, you're not going to have a brooding kind of hero, yeah, here. It's going to be a bit more like chill. Light and chill. Yeah. Chill vibes. It's going to be a lot more like fun. Yeah. And not necessarily funny. Yeah. But fun. Fun. Yeah. Um. So maybe that's the point. Yeah. And making is more. It's both funny fun. and fun. Yeah. Because you watch the, the villain and, and uh, Jeff Goldblum is a, a villain in this, which yeah. is kind of ridiculous because yeah. like you say, you can't help but like him. Yeah. Um. And Kate Blanchett plays it so hammy. Mm. That you kind of like her as well. Or you don't like her, but you you don't think of her as a villain in that kind of way. No. She's a bit more compelling. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just think it's a bit more... It, it's For this kind of film, I appreciate when it doesn't take itself seriously. And I know that a lot of Marvel doesn't take itself seriously, but it also does sometimes. Yeah. Like Captain America, the previous Thor films. Mm-hmm. They can. They have that element of self-importance. Like, yeah. hey, this is Captain America. He might die in the scene. <laughs> like, so just like watch and care. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Even if the he's had a little quip when he was spinning his sword and uh, what's it? Shield. Shield into someone. Yeah. You still think, holy shit, this is important. <laughs> like, fuck. <laughs> you know. Whereas this film didn't ever really feel like that. No. There was never. Oh fuck. This is really important ah, kind of moment, which I appreciate because yeah. none of them are important, really. <laughs> I don't care about any of them. No, it's just after a while of being told to really care about something, the end of the world, yeah. and then the world doesn't end. You get a little bit like, mm, I'm seeing a pattern here. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. 
So that was my point. Nice. Yeah, I yeah, I was I would agree with that. I think I yeah, maybe lump them together in tone. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the kind of the the general low stakes environment. Yeah. Um even though it is dealing with the end of the world. Yeah. It's it's yeah, it's still pretty low stakes. However, uh-oh. Launching into my fourth point. Fourth. Fourth. Um I really enjoyed Scourge's last stand. Oh. Um and that it was pretty much taken verbatim from the comics. Yeah. Um of Scourge the Executioner having a kind of a face turn. Yeah. Towards the end of his life and making a heroic sacrifice and holding off um some, you know, bad people in order for the good people to escape. Yeah. Um and that's I I felt like they set that up nicely throughout the thing, like him feeling a little bit downtrodden, him getting a bit of power, him starting to feel bad about that power, etc. So I feel like it it wasn't a main part of the film, but I feel like it built up nicely and it added a nice bit of emotion mm. to it. I I found myself getting a little bit little oh, little dear. misty, little little frog in the throat. Um, the to have a little bit of an of uh, an emotional punch in the middle yeah i thought was good and a, a kind of an like i say an emotional punch that was just built up fairly solidly throughout the film you didn't require any prior knowledge of anything mm. and it just kind of came yeah. up and, and ended quite nicely yeah i like that and i thought he acted it really well actually yeah because you could see him kind of uh starting to doubt himself yeah Without it being too obvious, yeah, you know, too kind of, oh, I'm acting Just this way. Just the odd little I'm shot of him sure. in a like, group scene where something bad was happening. Yeah, like or a, little a little like hesitation. Yeah, or a little like contemplation. Yeah, like those little moments that showed his humanity and yeah. his self doubt. Because um, as someone pointed out, uh, as someone pointed out that. Uh, something that I read. Uh, he's, you know, his title is Scourge the Executioner. He executed nobody. <laughs> Didn't he execute that girl? He was about to, and then one of the villagers or one of the Asgardians oh, yeah, sold out forward. bloody Heimdall. He's yeah. like, oh yeah, I know who it is. Gosh. What a jerk. Well. Let her die. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you know what I didn't like? This isn't a point, but I did bring it up during the film. I feel compelled to do so now. During the film? (laughs) I did. Shut up. (laughs) Oh, that was shit, wasn't it? Shut up, Tiffany. Watching the film. I did bring it up to you. You didn't listen. But um, (laughs) that bit where they're with Idris and they're all like, he's going, come on, guys. And uh, towards the end, when they're all getting (laughs) on the, the spaceship. To you know, to save their effing lives, and he's like, and "She's coming, like, she's here." Rolling, <laughs> like honestly, just having a little Sunday afternoon stroll to their, you know, safety. Like, get a fucking move on. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? If I was in charge of them, I'd be like, "Well, whatever, just die then. <laughs> just die." I'm trying to give you a freaking option here. You're just like it's insulting. <laughs> I'm trying to save your lives. This is this is this is shameful. This behaviour. <laughs> I just I thought yeah I can't do that. Livid. I was I was livid. For Heimdall. Yeah. 
Like, he's, he is he's works risking so his hard. life and limb for you fucks. He's gone. You strolling fucks. Super cool vagabond warrior thing with his cool dreadlocks yeah. and his cool, like, awesome. Yeah. And then you're just like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Walking over to Bifrost, are we? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, come on then. Oh, now I've got to go get back back and get my bag. Hang on a minute. Oh, let's... oh my shoelaces are untied, lads. <laughs> I'll only be a second. I'm really good at these. Like, yeah, I thought that was maddening, that was. <laughs> maddening. It's the only way I can describe it. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. What's your last point, babe? No, it's your last point, babe. What's yours? Oh, are you going to go for me first? Okay. Yes, I am. Um, so my last point is a positive. What? Um, so this is because Tom Hiddleston is such a good actor and Loki was written in such a cool way. Yeah. Uh, and so they couldn't really get rid of him mm. because he is still the best bad guy that the Marvel Universe has provi- provided. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the fourth film to explore the Thor-Loki relationship. Yeah. And it's a similar kind of relationship to the Professor X-Magneto relationship. Yeah. That by the time, whatever the last one was, Apocalypse, you just you start wanting to slap Professor X in the face. You're like, mm. he's a bad guy. He has betrayed you like half a dozen times now. Just get the fucking yeah. message. Shame on you at this point. Shame on you. Shame me, you know, shame me, fool me three times, strike one. Yeah. <laughs> fool me four times, strike three. Shame on you. Shame on you. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. And so it's a difficult thing to do to keep that interesting, mm. keep that relationship interesting. Um, and I feel as though this one did it. Yeah. I feel like it kept it interesting. Yeah. Um, and it was it was a really, like, again, talking about the little kind of emotional moments in the film, the scene between them in the lift, Yeah. I thought was amazingly emotional just by virtue of how unemotional it was. What, what remind me? Just so kind of matter of fact. When... Um, uh, when they're they're heading up to the, just before um, we're not going to do get help. I want to do get help. We're not going to do get help. So just before Loki betrays him, yeah, um, and he's figured it all out and he knows he's going to do it. Um, that he's that Thor's just like you know, I love you. You're my brother, and you're you know my favorite person in the world. And I've always you know wanted to to kind of be you know, with you and fight with you and all of this kind of stuff. But, you know, our we're just different people and our paths have diverted a long time ago and it's maybe stupid of us to try and forge any kind of relationship. So let's just never see each other again. You're like, ooh, that's really, that's really harsh. And then I love the idea that it's, it's in some ways that that then prompts Loki's kind of his face turn yeah. at the end. And it's like, I can deal with people being angry at me because that I, you know, I'm the God of mischief. That's kind of my thing of infuriating people by tricking them. But it's, it's the classic. I'm not angry with you. I'm just disappointed. And having like knowing that he's pushed Thor to the point where he's just kind of given up on him. Yeah. It's like, oh, shit. Okay. Right. Well, something needs to change then. Mm-hmm. And he's still, and his, 
when he comes back, he's still Loki. He's still a prick. Yeah. He still has that amazing, your saviour is here, which is amazing. And I was saying to Aaron, I really kind of wish that he was dressed all in white for that. Yeah. That he'd gone out specifically to get a white outfit just so he could do the full saviour. Um, yeah. Um, so I thought, yeah, it, it had a tough job in keeping the Thor and Loki relationship fresh. Um and I think it, yeah, it did, it did it very well. Good. It was, yeah, I, I thought it was, yeah, nice, and I, I look forward to seeing where, it, where it goes from now of them being kind of, hopefully on the same team. Cool. Thor and Loki, brothers in arms. My last point is somewhat similar, okay. but, um, it's slightly larger than just. <laughs> It's a bit more impressive. Um... <laughs> no, because mine's more more generally um, hella aside. I think um, the the relationships that Thor had with various different characters. Yeah. So I think um, yeah, Loki was obviously one, and and that's always very interesting. Yeah. Um, but I also thought uh, his relationship with Hulk. Yeah. Was very interesting. Their kind of little rivalry and mm-hmm. their little friendship. You yeah. Know, um, I thought it was, re- yeah, really nice that the sense that this is kind of, because it's like a mini Avengers team. Yeah. It's But it's a mini Avengers team without any smart people on it. Yeah. It doesn't have a, th- uh, a, a kind of an Iron Man. Yeah. It doesn't have a banner at that point because yeah. it's just Hulk. It doesn't even have, from a tactical point of view, a Captain America. Yeah. So the sense of like, well, what's the plan? And it's essentially the two stupidest Avengers yeah. having to come up with some, oh, God, what do we do here? Yeah. These two kind of knuckleheads yeah. having to, yeah, fight it Figure out. Figure it out. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was a really nice dynamic. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And so I, I thought that relationship was good. I thought with the the rock man, mm-hmm. I forget what his name was. Korg. Korg. How you doing, man? Yeah, that was a funny little, yeah, thing. Um but I really liked his relationship with the Valkyrie girl. Yeah. Because it was kind of, you know, flirtatious. You see where they're going with it. Um, it was suggested, mm. but it didn't go into full romance, which no. I appreciated because yeah. I find it a bit tiresome, yeah. particularly when it's first meeting. Yeah. Because realistically, I felt like this film danced that line a lot better, which is to say when you meet someone, you can have an initial attraction to yeah. them and you, you know, you go through some things together and you, that attraction builds. Yeah. Um, potentially. And so it's showing that of like, Oh, I feel a connection with this person. Or yeah. I quite fancy this person without it being like, I'm going to save your life and I love you. And yeah. let's get married. You know, it, I just liked that they didn't do that. Cause I had a concern. Mm. There was one part where they ended up standing right next to each other. Yeah. And I thought, are they doing that awful thing where they accidentally are like, pretty much touching, touching each other's lips and, or whatever. Oh my God, yeah. And then they're it. like, oh, now that we're this close, we may as well kiss. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. It's just, it is a bit tiresome. Yeah. And a bit insulting at some point because yeah. you're like, you haven't really put any thought into this. Whereas this, I felt like, did show like an initial attraction between them. Yeah. Um, so I thought the nuances of different relationships Mm. were quite cool. Yeah. You know, the brotherly relationship, the friendship relationship, the girl relationship, like there were different, you know, the romantic relationship. It was all, it showed a good kind of mix. Yeah. Um, of different types of relationships and 
um, yeah, a good nuanced yeah. relationships where they were interesting and dynamic without being cliched. And they moved forward yeah. in a pleasing way. Yeah. Yeah, because you feel like if Thor and Valkyrie do eventually become some kind of couple, mm-hmm. you feel like they've earned it more. Yeah. Like the the one that one of the ones that sticks out to me a lot in the MCU um, is Steve Rogers and Sharon Carter. Yeah. It just felt like forced. Yeah. It just felt like what this is kind of coming out of nowhere. Yeah. You, they're they're they're. They're together because you've said, oh, they're together. And yeah. you haven't kind of built that built up. a relationship. You haven't given us yeah. any clues as to why they might be together. Um, whereas this, I feel like, yeah. yeah, would be... Yeah, and also it did enough that it's like, if they don't end up together, it's not surprising. Yeah. Because they don't have to, you know, explain the her away, like yeah. Jane, what's her face? Yeah. To be like, oh, she's dead now or whatever. <laughs> like, basically. Yeah. You know, because... Because you don't make such a big deal of it. Yeah. If in the next film, Valkyrie doesn't turn up, you won't have to explain it. No. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you have flexibility to say, yeah. well, yeah, he had a flirtation with this girl, but it mm. didn't mean they were going to get married or, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, so, yeah, I think that's nice. better. A nice kind of more nuanced way of mm. dealing with relationships in general. Yeah, yeah, which is good for, for you know, a film that is as we said, primarily a comedy. Yeah. To come out of it feeling like the relationships were well drawn is, yeah. is a difficult thing, I think. Yeah. Nice. So what did you give it overall? Four out Four five. out of five. Okay. But the Doctor Strange one verged it on a being a three. Yeah. Because that really upset me. Wow. Because it was entirely pointless. Yeah. And I just thought, no. <laughs> this is, you know, the, my time is valuable, guys. <laughs> and... You know, my time if they hadn't have made me laugh in that bit, yeah, then I wouldn't. I would have been really mad. You'd have stormed out. Yeah, potentially. No, um, I just thought it was superfluous yeah. and took time from other characters that could have utilized it better. I think. Nice. But anyway, yeah. Four. Good. And what did you go for, Dan? I went for a five out of five. What? Yeah. For a Marvel film. This is it. Did you think it was marvelous? Marvelous. But I uh, suspected that you might be oh. with your, you know, the classic Tiffany mocking tone. Um, oh. So I also drafted up a list of five things that I didn't like about it. And we're going to go for a speed bonus round here at the end. Okay, come on then. Boom. So, uh Used time poorly in the beginning, which is what you said about Doctor Strange. Yes. Too much time spent with Doctor Strange, not enough time spent with Odin. Yes. Um, which leads into another point of uh, it was too much of a departure from the previous films. Too many things that were set up in previous films were just, just abandoned. Like Odin it is kind of his his father is central to the plot of the first one. Yeah has elements of the plot in the in the second one and then this he just turns into a bit of sparkly sand and flies off a cliff. Yeah. Like super quickly. Yeah. Like I I got on board with him saying, you know, my time is almost at an end and when I go, that's gonna you know, the last of the barriers preventing Hella from being here is going I was like, oh shit, yeah, okay, that's good. Let's get on board yeah. with that. And he's like, and my time is up now. Yeah. Oh, now? Okay okay. And then yeah. he's just oh, 
he's off, and then she comes through a portal, and then it's like, hey, we're off on the next thing. Yeah. It's like, come on, he's he's the fucking he is God essentially. Yeah. He's the God of gods. Um, but also in with that, Jane Foster. Yes. Um, hand waved with a single line. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, I understand that she doesn't want to be a part of them anymore, but you kind of knew that in the second one. So yeah. just kill her in the second one. Give her death some meaning. Yeah. Um, and then you could have given Natalie Portman the bloody Viking funeral that you gave Frieda yeah. in it. And that would yeah. have been this amazing thing of, like, she's this human, but she's through her courage, through whatever. Yeah. Um, as opposed to just, oh, yeah, we broke up. Yeah. Like you're supposed to be like fully in love and doing the yeah. whole thing. And anyway, uh, so that annoyed me. The oh, Warriors yeah. Three, the oh, Warriors they, Three. They just oh my god! Like, I, I absolutely get on board with them dying. That's fine. They didn't really play a massive part yeah. in the last one, sure. But I guess that's them showing Hella is very strong, though. No. And again, that's fine. But for like Ray Stevenson had like a second in the film where he was alive. Yeah. And then she just threw one of her swords in him and then he died. And then, uh, what's his name, Fandral died as well. And I don't understand. Like, for me, it would have made a lot more sense to have two nobodies in yeah. the Bifrost little control centre, whatever yeah. it is. She kills them super quick. She makes her way to the city. She's beating up everybody. But then, boom, here's the big entrance. Here's the cool, like, slow-mo walking entrance of the Warriors 3. We have Volstagg, we have Fandral, we have Hogan. Then they get into a fight, the same fight that she had against Hogan on his own. Yeah. Against all three of them, and she manages to take them all down. Yeah. That like to build them up more yeah. makes her then seem more impressive when she That's when true. she takes them down. Yeah. As it was, it just I don't know, it was so weird. Yeah. To them just be so unceremoniously slain down. Yeah. To not have any kind of it just seems stupid to me. Um the situation with Odin him leaving so quickly meant that, as you say, the, the, the interesting stuff with Hela yeah. was not explored. I feel like... Yeah, that was a big miss, I think. With a few of these, with a few of these points, it feels like there is, a, there, was a dif- there is a different, less comedic film in there. Yeah. Like, exploring the fact that Odin's got this murky past. He's been, yeah. you know... Yeah, because Thor, I think I said this to you, Thor just doesn't seem to care about that. No. So your dad was a villain, and yeah. you've... you've You've revered him as a as a god, really, yeah. throughout your life. And if not, just, you know, a good dad. And you find out now that he was actually a violent and ruthless man. Yeah. In his past. Like, wouldn't you feel something about that? And because then you can explore it by saying that, you know, Thor's like, no, we've got to be, we've got to do the right thing. We've got to do the good thing. You know, yeah. we've got to, we've got to protect everybody. We've got to save whatever, and Odin saying, well, you know, it's not always that simple, it's not always yeah. that black and white, which then leads into the, the choice that they have to make at the end. Yeah. Like, well, Ragnarok has to take place. Yeah. We have to destroy this place, we have to do not necessarily the right thing, and we, we can't save everything. The ideal thing, yeah. Absolutely. Sometimes you need to make the more mature choice of saving who we can and sacrificing certain things. So that would have tied in nicely with that, and that would have meant that Hela had more impact as yeah, well. Yeah, because she had no story really like you say her being a si- their sister like, like if she'd just been his right hand woman yeah his executioner yeah it wouldn't have when made he was a bad guy it would have been exactly exactly the same um so that wasn't really explored uh the revolution on sakar that uh korg initiates yes um is mentioned and then at the in the post-credit sequence 
you see Goldblum coming out of the thing and the revolution's taking place. It's like that could have been very interesting. Yeah. In order to explore that a little bit. Um, so that was a bit of a shame. Uh, and finally, Valkyrie's accent. Yeah, that was a mess. Uh, I did ask uh, Aaron whether he noticed it. He did not. Uh, so I think it was good enough for American audiences, but um, anyone else? English audiences, it's just a... It was a mess. Yeah. She was posh sometimes as well. She yeah. was very like, I feel this way that we need to do this. And then she was like, all right, yeah. Like... And then she was just plain American sometimes. Yeah. Like, it was a mess. All these people are hoarding in the mountain. <laughs> like, where are you from, my friend? <laughs> just speak in that accent. Because and, yeah. there's, it doesn't really matter where you're from. You're an alien. Like, it doesn't matter. You're an alien. Yeah. Like, if you can't do the accent, that's fine. Hogan. I'm also bad at accents. Yeah. I, I empathise. But, yeah, don't do it. Can't Hogan do it, don't do it. was not doing an English accent. He was doing a Japanese accent very yeah, clearly. Yeah, that's true. And nobody was like, oh, bullshit. But you put the accent on. Yeah, you've got to be posh. Sound like Tom Hiddleston. Um, yeah, so those are five bad points to show that I have given this a That you were balanced. Reasoned, yeah. And yet. None of them were important enough to make a, a full point. I, I just think. I as, agree with you. As with all things. of, the, if I was judging this on a kind of Marvel scale, mm. it maybe wouldn't have been a five out of five. But if you're comparing this to, you know, other films, Halloween or whatever, like that was a three out of five. Is this one star better than that? Did I get one star more of, worth of enjoyment out of that? I, I mean, Marvel films are kind of. It has to be pretty bad to get a four, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and for me, I think I went with four because four for four, um, Thor, Thor, four for Thor, um, because I think the funness of it or the mm-hmm. funniness of it, um, carried it through enough to make me verge it into very good rather than good. Yeah, but I do think there are there are problems with it. Yeah, for sure. And I think my one kind of negative of the way in which the time was utilised was quite a big one. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a, it's a low four mm. for me. Interesting. Interesting. But I did enjoy it. Yeah. It's a very, it's a very enjoyable, very easy watch. Um, so that was our spoiler-filled review of Thor. It's gone a little bit long, sure, but... <laughs> It's Marvel, and it? it's always going to. Um, Tiffany B, thank yes. you for um, you know being here, sure, and just being as wonderful as you are. Thank you, dear listener. Thank you for for listening in. Um, and what did we learn? Well, we learned that if you you yo, <laughs> we learned if you are going to be you know looking to incite a revolution. Make sure you print enough pamphlets. Because <laughs> otherwise, the only people who will show up will be your mum and her boyfriend. And he is a prick. Yeah. Cheers! <laughs> <laughs>